Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. I am your host, your groove mistress, your cruise director, Madam Perry. You can call me Jennifer, Jen, JP, Perry. I don't care. I'm just happy that you're here and happy that so many people continue to subscribe and follow and send me messages about shows that you like. And, uh, uh, and one of the things that you say that I really appreciate, I mean, I want to know what you like. I want to entertain as well as inform. But some of you leave messages that say things like you like the fact that I have people that you know that you're already fans of on the show and then people that you've never heard of and sometimes even subjects you've never heard of. And uh, isn't it funny sometimes the historians uh people like food historians and anthrozoologists or NASA JPL people um, have a great sense of humor. Sometimes the funniest people on. But anyway, thank you all so much. Last night with Donnie Most, uh, that was fun. In fact, I had one of the first uh, messages I got after that was uh, – um, I said I wanted to ask a question, but I just, but I didn't want to interrupt the uh, interview. He enjoyed it so much. And, of course, Donnie, uh, Donnie Most and his – Former co-star Anson Williams from Happy Days, they've got a uh, something on uh, Amazon Prime. It's called Harvest Time. Uh, so we I've watched a little bit of it. We talked about that, so check it out. Also, his viral vignettes episode with Robert Wool, very funny. Uh, so yeah, check him out and get a CD too. He's a fun guy. Also. Um, Tonight, last night, this is the last weekend to uh, enter your drawing for uh, for the books by Julie Blomacky or Matt Coyle from last week, and also the the uh, to get a, uh, excuse me the discount code for Franny Goldie. Uh, just go to Franny F R A N N E G O L D E dot com. Franny Goldie, yes, Franny Goldie that wrote on the night shift, yes, that Franny Goldie. You want to get um, a discount on her. Any of her clothes that you've seen in Oprah Magazine or on The View or anywhere, go to the website, shop, and when you get ready to check out, enter MPS for Madam Perry Salon, and that is your discount code. And uh, and thank you, Franny, for that. So tonight, listen, I am so I am so happy that I'm getting messages from people saying, you know, give me more episodes. We need something new to listen to. We're home. We're so okay. I'm running. Some people listen while they run or do housework or whatever, and fortunately, for some reason, I have—I just think I'm the luckiest woman in the world because so many wonderful people agree to be on the show and make time, generously make time out of their schedules to call in and be a guest right here at the Genie Bottle. Uh, this is someone who's been here before. Uh, I'm such a fan. You know, I share his music all the time. He's written some of your favorite songs. He's written music for Dolly Parton, Michael Jackson, and of course, we, Donna Summer, um, and 
one day I'm going to get him to sing something with me, but not now. But I don't want him to feel threatened or afraid. But he is here. He's got a new CD out. I am so happy. He was on tour recently with, uh, actually he was on tour in England with Colin Blundstone of the Zombies, and that was great. So let me welcome him once again to Madame Perry's salon. He's right here in the genie bottle where he has his own cushion to sit on. Mr. Bruce Sudano, welcome back. Hi, Jennifer. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, I am thrilled to have you back again, and thank you so very much. Uh, again, you, as I said, you're so generous with your time as well as your music. And uh, it's uh, sort of a you, – you, you can't – go without saying this is a, a challenging time for people especially people like you you've got new music new product people have new books new films new music out and they're ready to go out and do the junkets or go out and perform live or read to promote them but um we're all having to learn to use the the world wide web or the internet better uh, sure uh, I mean, um, you, you know, your manager is a friend of mine, and I knew she said that you know you had been on, you've been in the UK and so forth, and you're having a great time. And it must be the strangest thing, especially someone who's as used to perf- traveling and performing as you, all of a sudden. Yeah, I ha- you're not. I I, I, uh, I walked into uh, uh, my guest bedroom the other day, and uh, in the corner of the bedroom is uh, my suitcase and my guitar uh my you know the two things that i travel with just you know sitting there sadly in the corner uh you know two (laughs) items that are you know you know pertinent in my life and that i use basically almost every day and uh um and it, it just was such a sad moment for me i just walked in the room and saw them sitting there i was like oh that is so sad you know, but, um, but, you know, we adapt and we adjust and, uh, we try and make wise decisions and, uh, stay connected and stay creative and, uh, like that. And, you know, I, I heard you doing the, the tease on the way in and I heard you uh, mention Robert Wall and, uh, Robert Wall is also a friend of mine and, uh, oh, okay. we met, uh, we met uh, on the set of a movie called uh, Hollywood Nights back in uh, probably the late 70s. And uh, and uh, he was actually the star of the movie. And uh, uh, my group uh, called Brooklyn Dreams, uh, we wrote the uh, title track to the movie, which is called Hollywood Nights, which is a song that actually got sampled uh, numerous times, but most, um, most uh, famously by Snoop. Dog uh, a number of years ago, uh, you know, uh, and uh, he called it Hollywood Nights. It was a whole a whole other different connotation, though. But <laughs> I, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm pretty sure I also met Franny Goldie along the way. Of, uh, or I'm sure our careers crossed paths. I was going to say, you've got to have met or got to know each other because of both being such prolific songwriters and and have written so many songs for other people performing as well that you must know whether, yeah, yeah, she did uh, Dreaming by Selena and things like that. Um, Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking that just that picture you just drew for me of the guitar and the, and the suitcase. I'm thinking, you know, have guitar, we'll travel. And then that sad guitar, take me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 
What's happening? Yeah, Where you know, you know, it's Daddy, funny because I, I, I travel so much that um, I rarely unpack. So in in my in my suitcase, you know, there I hadn't even opened it. I've I've been back home since uh, March. I don't know, the middle of March sometime. And, and so this bag has been sitting there, still unpacked since then. And, uh, you know, after I saw it, I was like, I opened it up and I still had laundry in a bag, you know. <laughs> typically that's what that's typically that's what I do. I keep the laundry in a bag inside my little carry-on and then I do the laundry and leave the rest of the bag packed, you know. So, uh, uh-huh. anyway. uh-huh. Smart. <laughs> Nobody needs so, to know all that. So, no. <laughs> See, there you go. Wow, celebrities, they're just like us. So, um, so yeah, so when you came back in March, uh, where, where had you been? Was that when you were in the U.K. or where were you? No, I was um, I was actually in New York. Uh, I, I was putting the finishing touches on this uh, new EP that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were uh, finalizing some things for that, and... Uh, you know, this EP is uh, it's called Spirals Volume 1, and it's a five-song EP, and it's it's been out a couple of weeks, well, you know, almost two weeks now. And uh, <clears throat> But also, while I was in New York back in early March, uh, we were finishing a Volume 2. Spirals Volume 2 will be out in July. So that's why I was in New York. And before that, I was in Milan uh, because I spend uh, part of my life living in Milan. So... It's it's interesting that I was in a couple of places uh, that were really hot spots, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I have thus far uh, escaped unscathed. Uh, and uh, have, but I've been home. I've you know I've been since I got here. I've been on lockdown. You know so. Yeah. Well, you're probably, I would imagine since you've traveled so much in your life, you're sort of like, um, for years, my husband traveled around the world. Uh, it's like he was always somewhere, like either in England, Europe, Africa, Australia, Vietnam, and he always said, you know, I, I didn't make it back the way I did healthy without being careful. You know, you just got to use common sense. He says, you're going to try different things, you're going to be in different places, but you've got to use com- some sense and some care come back and yeah. I'm sure you you pretty well got that down to a science and so you were in Milan and that was um in the first weekend of March I was in Tucson because I was um uh, my third year doing a presentation and I did a live broadcast from this thing called uh Wild Wild West Con which if you it's a it's a western steampunk are you you're familiar with steampunk no okay <laughs> All right. what is so, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like uh, think about things like science fiction, the future that never was, Jules Verne, and stuff like that, and people dressed yeah, in Victorian yeah. th- type of yeah. And it's and it happens at a place called Old Town, which is like it used to be a set for film and TV westerns, and uh, we're all there. But there was one of the bands that was playing there, the steampunk bands, was uh, called Poison Garden, and they were from uh, Rome, Italy, and so. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we met that weekend, and she's uh, the singer, and I were talking. She said we went; they went back, and everybody was on lockdown. Uh, yeah, we there, and I said, you know, it's weird. It's like we're all there; we're all wearing costumes for a whole weekend in this western town. We leave Sunday, turn the clocks forward, and didn't know we were going from this time into the twilight zone. So, right, it was exactly, so strange, no, like that big difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So. And the so things I've, you take for been, granted, you store. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've just been busying myself with uh, things around the house and and uh, practicing the guitar, writing a couple of songs, uh, walking in the hills behind my house, and uh, trying to stay in shape at the same time of staying locked down and uh, just trying to find the beauty inside this moment. You know, there's, there's so much uh, craziness going on and so many people that are, there's a lot of suffering going on in a lot of places and, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people hurting, you know, and uh, so uh, I, I'm grateful and uh, maintaining patience. With this, yeah, this, uh, um, I say the first, this song, this this newest EP, Spirals Volume One, and I think it's got a subtitle, "Not a Straight Line to Be Found." Correct. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it, you've got one of the you've got videos up for these, but one of the first ones, the mountain. Um, yeah. It's an interesting video. It's real clever and it's eye-catching, but. Um, it's it's got a good message. Tell us is that's the song you lead off on this with. Tell us about the mountain, yeah. if you would. <clears throat> sure, the mountain is is uh, you know I, I was um, observing uh, people uh, around me, uh, you know, really caught up in the uh, 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 the frenetic nature of life, and. Uh, um, and at the same time being frustrated uh, by all they had to do and all they had hoped to accomplish and uh, their frustration about it. And, uh, uh, you know, so much so that, you know, they would talk themselves out of even trying, you know, and and, uh, so the mountain, basically the message is, uh, you know, don't look at the mountain when you're reaching for the sky, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and and the other, the subtitle message is if you think too long you'll talk yourself out of anything, so um, <laughs> you know it's it you know the roundabout message is one foot in front of the other one day at a time step by step that's how you get there you know don't scare yourself by looking at the enormity of uh, the challenge. And by the way, just to make sure people know too, if um, that EP is available, Spirals Volume 1, is available now, and I will be sharing the information on uh, the link to purchase on my social media, both as Madam Perry Salon and as well as Jennifer Perry. I'll be sharing that everywhere so you can get that easily. Um, Thanks. Yeah, in fact, uh, oh, my, manager told me, my manager told me today, she said, why don't you uh, uh, post something? We, we, have, uh, we only have 25 side uh, CDs left. You know, and I was like, okay. So, uh, so I didn't even, I didn't okay. even, I only bought, you know, I had CDs made with the intention of selling them on the road because, you know, most people don't even have CD players anymore. I mean, there, there's a, mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a, a generation of people uh, who don't have CD players, and uh, uh, and for weren't for the one in my car, I probably wouldn't have one either. Um, but I bought them. I had them made to, to uh, sell on the road because um, that that people seem to like that. So, uh, but then now we're not going on the road, so uh, we had to figure out a way to sell them on my website because uh, typically I just put things on streaming services and and 
that will stream the music. So, but there you go. So, but they can get it both ways. But if they want a CD, hold on. I mean, I've, I've got still got my CD player in my car. So, yeah, yeah. Some of us, some of us do. Some of us like it, and uh, have that. Also, I gotta say the the mountain. You've got this. Um, I think you're ready to go to when it when it opens back up. I, I think you're ready to if you haven't planned this already uh, to go to uh, Comic Con with this costume, the Bruce Sedano yeah. Superman. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you know what's really funny is, is uh, um, you know that whole concept of the, the video for the mountain. The whole concept uh, w- was really developed by uh, a friend of mine, Elliot Mason, who uh, who is the bass player in Colin Blunstone's band. And, uh, oh, and, okay. last, and last year when we were on the road, Elliot and I became friends, and he started showing me some of the animation things that he was doing, and, and, uh, so, and, and, and I loved it. So when it came time for uh, a video for the mountain, I asked him if he would do something for that. And basically he came up with the whole idea of, uh, you know, superhero Bruce and, and – uh, uh, so, so now what we're doing, we, we're, we're going to do a, a second uh, uh, installment for uh, the first single from uh, Spirals Volume 2. So that, that'll be probably sometime at the end of June or something like that. But uh, um, he did a great job with that video. It's, it's really has, you know, he has a great sense of humor and uh, it's a great way to, uh, a great interpretation for the song, I, I thought. Yeah, it is. It is. It is so well done. It's so beautiful. It just seems to fit so perfectly. Thank you, Elliot Mason. Um, yeah. Hey, what was it like being in on tour? So it was you. It wasn't with you and Colin and his band. Um, you got some fun stories from that. You know, I'm looking for fun. I love band road stories. Well, <clears throat> let's see. You know, I mean, it it was it was really uh, a. a, a a really fun tour and it was really a good tour. Um, you know, uh, Colin is, uh, Colin Blunstone besides, you know, having the angelic voice and, and all his history and uh, accomplishment is just, you know, a gentleman and a very generous man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so, uh, we got to travel around, uh, you know, we were in like one of these, uh, Mercedes uh, vans, you know, and uh, so we spent a lot of hours driving from uh, town to town uh, in the UK. We went to Wales. We went uh, went to Scotland, and 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 uh, <clears throat> it, it was really a, a good experience. And, and we got to spend a lot of time uh, hanging out together. Uh, I went and visited him at, visited him at his house. Uh, outside of London and uh, had a dinner uh, with his family. And it was funny. His wife, uh, his daughter, Rosie, is a doctor. And uh, at the time that uh, I was there, uh, uh, we were in the middle of the tour, and I had I had some kind of cold, and, and uh, uh, my, my throat was shutting down. And uh, uh, she jumped to the rescue. You know, she uh, went and got me a prescription for antibiotics and, and, uh, some kind of steroid and, uh, it just knocked, basically knocked it out overnight and I was able to finish the tour and, you know, and, and it was also a, gr- a great tour for me in, in this way in that, you know, Colin really, uh, was, um, uh, influ- influential in helping me 
develop uh, my stage uh, presentation, you know, because uh, he really encouraged me to uh, tell my story through my songs. And, and, uh, you know, it it was a great opportunity because we did a lot of shows, you know, over, you know, over a couple of week period of time. So we, we played a lot and, and there were, it was numerous shows back to back to back. So, um, I, I really got to uh, develop this, uh, uh, little bit of, of a consistency in my show because form, uh, you know, I, I like it to be loose and off, off the cuff and I, I don't think it through too much. And, and, uh, um, you know, and, and that has its pluses and its minuses. But mm-hmm. on, on this UK on this UK tour, we were playing a lot of different kinds of venues. One night it it could be a rock and roll bar, and the next night it could be uh, you know a, a proper theater, and and uh, and then it would be some you know uh, cl- cl- club somewhere. So it was really a mix. And, <laughs> and uh, but um, but through his encouragement and and uh, pearls of wisdom, I. I uh, I really fine-tuned uh, my uh, set so that I was able to, uh, you know, it's not easy to be a solo acoustic performer and have to play in a rock and roll club because it's uh, <laughs> the crowd is anticipating a whole yeah. other environment. So you really have to uh, uh, perform some magic tricks to uh, uh, maintain their focus. And, and uh, so uh, so it was really a great learning experience for me. And, uh I'm really looking forward to uh, get, getting back on the road with him, uh, hopefully after uh, this is all said and done. And and you know I'm going to be hounding your manager about getting you to uh, down in the south to to uh, just saying, just get ready in Atlanta. Yeah, no, I, I've been, I haven't I haven't been to Atlanta. I, I you know I've been to Memphis a couple of times, Knoxville a couple of times, Nashville a few times, but I haven't mm-hmm. made it down. To Atlanta yet, or to Florida, you know. So uh, uh, my yeah. my one thing to Florida got canceled as well. I was supposed to, I was on this uh, blues blue cruise, you know, and yeah. uh, that got blown out of the water as well. But yeah, I, I mean, I love Atlanta. I have family in Atlanta, so uh, uh, you know, I would jump at an opportunity to, to play there. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Bruce, I wanted to say, too, right now, uh, if there's anybody, uh, if you, I'm sure you won't mind, if there's anybody that wants to call in and ask you a question or talk to you, uh, we can open the lines. Sure. The number is 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Or for people, and I don't know if you remember situations like this, Bruce, but you know, sometimes people are at work, they can't get on the phone or something, they can always just message a question into me via Facebook. And that works. So, all right. So I have a caller here for you. And welcome to Madame Perry Salon. Say hello to Bruce Sedano. Hello there. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? What's your name? I'm, my name is Peter G. I'm a cartoonist who lives outside of Chicago. Hey, Peter. Nice to talk to you. Hi. Right. Am I coming through okay? I mean, the, the phone sounds a little fuzzy on my end, so I'm hoping you had everyone here. You all right. fine. Yeah, it's okay. crystal clear. clear. Okay, that's the only part that I'm worried about. Yeah, it's, I've been listening to the interview, and as soon as you mentioned that you uh, that you met Robert Wall in the Hollywood Nights, because I remember seeing the Hollywood Nights way a long time ago. So it's like, yeah, yeah I definitely want to at least uh, pop in and say hi. I'm a, I'm yeah. a movie geek. So. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah, Robert's a great guy, funny guy, and uh, we had a lot of fun on the set of that movie. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it, it, you know it's one of those movies that quote unquote cult cult classic kind of deal. Uh, so uh, I saw I saw actually the last time I saw Robert Wall was uh, about a year, a little over a year ago. Uh, I was in rehearsal. We were working on a, a musical, uh, the Donna Summer musical, and we were in rehearsal. And and uh, Robert w- was in some other play, uh, and he was rehearsing at in uh, you know a rehearsal space right above us. And he knew that I was downstairs and came down and said, "Hey, remember me?" And we were like, "Wow!" So uh, <laughs> we've we've both maintained. Uh, to keep our toe in in show business after all these years. <laughs> yeah, it can't be, it can't be easy. I can't, I I mean I see so many people that you know they have talent and they can go places and they just never quite get the chance to. So yeah, it's, it's really know, rough. It, it, you know, well, yeah, it, every everything is rough, but, but you know, you know, the thing is, you got to be lucky, you have to be talented, and you have to you know be persistent and and uh, but. Being lucky, you know, they they all play a part in, in success for sure. So, what kind of what kind of movies did you wind up working on? Were you able to pick and choose which movies, or did, or was it pretty much? I there there's a band called uh, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, and well, I sure. never noticed them as a kid, but as I got older, I started noticing that they were popping up in a lot of movies. And it's like it's yes. obvious that that was from the days before they started licensing music in that. And, or yeah. you know, before soundtracks became a big selling point, and they were very good. And it's like, so were you just like, were you just like the go-to that they went to, or was there somebody, or was there something specific that made them choose you for the movies? Uh, you know, it's it's pretty much uh, luck of the draw, and, and uh, you know, for uh, for Hollywood Nights, I think you know we got chosen to do the, the song for that soundtrack. Uh, through another reason we were uh in a movie called american hot wax which was uh uh basically the alan freed story it tells the story of alan freed and the the brooklyn fox theater uh and the the beginning of the rock and roll shows and and the term rock and roll itself and uh so we were in that movie and as a result of being in that movie uh somehow we ended up getting the call for the hollywood nights movie and uh you know but i haven't done that you know i haven't done that many movies uh did something for the five heartbeats another movie i i i probably uh you know had had the biggest catastrophe of a movie experience there was, there was a movie i think it was i guess it was in the 90s at some point uh and it was a Jamie Curtis John Travolta movie called Perfect and uh, i i am very i am well I'm not going to say he's very familiar, but I am more than passingly familiar with it. The, okay, basically, so, the movie that, so, basically uh, yeah. the movie, the soundtrack that cost Brittany Houston uh, the Best New Artist Grammy. Yeah, so 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 uh, you know that I wrote, you know, co-wrote uh, with Michael Amarty the uh, the title track for that mo- movie called "The Closest Thing to Perfect," uh, performed by Jermaine Jackson, and uh, you know there was so much hype around that movie that I really thought that you know that was going to you know be a breakthrough moment and uh, I was counting my uh, eggs and the whole deal and then it was just the biggest bomb ever 
But uh, so you never know. Yeah, it's 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 just seeing some of the bands that popped up in those movies back in the seventies and the eighties. You know, it's like y'all. A lot of them, you just it's like you wanted to see them get to you know get more recognition than they did, and not just be like you know the movie band or anything like that to actually be able to do things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, you mentioned them, and I remember them from back in the day, and they were they were pretty popular. I don't want to say local band, but because they were probably more than a local band, but, you know, they had a lot of credibility. I remember them having a, a you know, I'm not sure if I saw them or not. I, I, I may have. If I, uh, but they, I remember them having a lot of credibility within the music community uh, for what they did. And uh, I, re- I remember, you know, they were basically a kind of a, a – Blue-eyed soul band. I remember they had horns. I don't know. I, I'm probably getting this all wrong. I'm probably going to get messages from people <laughs> saying no. <laughs> but but uh, that's my that's my memory of them anyway. But uh, I'm sure they're all. You know, they're probably all still playing music. You know, somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Hey, speaking of uh, film things, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, something Hollywood Nights sampled by Snoop Dogg on his song "These Hollywood Nights." Did um, okay. The reason I'm asking is not to pry into your business, but I just uh, right now I'm reading still. Oh, excuse me, I'm reading a book called Always the Queen. It's a memoir of Denise LaSalle. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, you know Denise LaSalle. Yeah, what was her uh, singer? Was her song? Yeah, uh, she had a couple of songs. I don't remember now, but yeah, sure. I remember was it Trap by a Thing Called Love, which were a big hit over in Europe? And yeah. the first one I ever yeah. heard was, was actually was done by a drag queen. It was something about treat your man like a baby, treat your baby like a man. And um, <laughs> but in in this book, and of course it's, it's just coming out, but she you know she passed away in 2018 before the publication. But she's talking about uh, she said a rapper Ghostface Killer took something you know from one of her songs and uh, asked her he wanted to sample on one of his and he did and she said then he calls me and says where do I send the check and she said you know that was the first time I didn't have to fight anybody for some money and they she goes I don't yeah. make big money off of that so yeah yeah uh, what are you trying to say did, did Snoop pay did you make big money yes that's what I'm saying uh, uh, you know I don't think I don't, I don't think I made big money but but I made money I, whatever whatever uh, was deserved uh i got you know to me uh you know making money in in uh, the music business as it applies to songwriting and, and publishing is always um a bit of a mystery to me uh you know i had my first hit song in 19, <laughs> 1969 and and um it's it's like uh you know you you know, every number of years you're, you're allowed to do to do, uh, do an audit uh, and things like that. But but you know, I just naturally assume there's a lot of fuzzy math going on. But at the same time, I'm just grateful that the money shows up and I'm still eating. And I, and I hope that once uh, people are getting out and can be with each other again, that uh, I, I'm. I think I'm going to probably see you on TV with Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart doing something one day. So, you know, they're, uh, I'd they're like doing that. a lot together. Uh, so. I'd like that. <laughs> I, can, I think you'd be very we'll fun on that. I really can. 
I'm sure there'll be something there. <laughs> I'm sure they won't leave you dry on that. You know, it's so funny. That is so. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you mentioned uh, uh, Donna Summer, the musical, uh, um, about your wife, Donna Summer, what was that? I remember following it when it was being uh, put together and reading things, and when it was on, and I would see notices or pictures of you at the show or writing about it. How, how was that for you when you first found that we were going to do a musical about Donna, and then it was then the production of it? Uh, well, uh, I mean, it was something that I worked very hard uh, to make happen. Um, it, it, you know, it was uh, basically a little over a three-year process, uh, uh, um, and uh, I was very fortunate because uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, but I mm-hmm. had uh, some great producers and uh, um, great people involved, and and. Uh, uh, so we were able to get it up and running, and, and in fact, uh, we were going to be in Atlanta very soon. The tour, the the summer the musical tour, was touring the states, and uh, until uh, you know Twilight Zone hit. So, so uh, I'm sure it'll be in Atlanta at some point. Um, but um, it, you know, it was a great experience, and uh, I was very thrilled to uh, see her name on a Broadway marquee. Um, the experience of doing it uh, wa- was uh, uh, definitely a learning curve for me. It's not something that I had ever done before. It's not a world, uh, uh, the Broadway world is not one that I was familiar with. And so uh, it was, uh, I had a lot to learn and, and uh, um, you know, it was a, a different kind of collaboration for me. So, uh um, I'm used to having more control than I had, and, and uh, so there was sometimes there was wrestling going on, and uh, you know, so, um, and and uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it it's on Broadway, it's on tour. People around the world are loving it. Uh, Donna's life story is told beautifully. Um, uh, the music is the music, and, and uh, there have been some uh, great young ladies. Uh, playing the part you know in the musical uh, there are uh, three uh, Donnas from uh, age group there's uh, Duckling Donna which is a young Donna and there's Disco Donna which is uh, Donna in her prime and then there's Diva Donna who, uh, the, uh, the elder Donna so uh, there's some great ladies uh, putting uh, you know playing the part and uh, look forward to being out on the road. And, yeah, I'm sure it'll be in Atlanta. It was scheduled to be in Atlanta. So uh, I'm sure they're rebooking it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, um, you know, there are some things about uh, the music. And I sometimes, even even before I spoke with you the last time you were on and since then, just thinking about the two of you, I can imagine you writing songs together. In fact, and, and uh, because you were on the same label. When you met Casablanca, was that right? Uh, well, uh, not exactly. We were Brooklyn Dreams was originally on a label called Millennium, uh, and uh, we were uh, we were just recording our first album when we met Donna, and um, mm-hmm. and and uh, it, it turned out that by the time we got to doing our, our second album. Uh, our contract was bought out by Casablanca, and for, so for our second album, we were then on Casablanca. 
Uh, so it was at, at that point that we were on the same label, but initially we weren't. Uh, you know, one of uh, Don, uh, but but you wrote together. One of your uh, one of the songs that you and Donna wrote together was a huge hit for Dolly Parton, "Starting Over Again." And yeah. that is still such a strong song. And it's uh, so beautiful. You. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, we wrote that. So that that song was. Uh, I don't know if I told you the story last time, but um, uh, it's about the divorce of my parents, and uh, and then uh, how how Dolly got the song. Did I tell you that last time? I, I, <laughs> Dolly. No, I don't think so. So 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 um, you know wrote this song starting over again about the divorce of my parents and uh Donna was uh set to go on the uh tonight show and uh the day before uh the show she comes to me and she says you know what you know and she's scheduled to go on the tonight show to sing her new single MacArthur Park this mm-hmm. this was the plan <laughs> but the day before uh, the show she comes to me and she says you know what I'm going to sing starting over again on on the tonight show tomorrow and I, I just kind of like giggled. I was like, Adrian, I, I, I called Donna Adrian. I was like, Adrian, you can't do that. You, you, you're going to promote your new single. You know, uh, why would you want to, why would you think starting over again? And she looks at me and she says, well, I thought maybe if I sang the song, your parents would stay together. And I was like, Aww. oh, wow. Uh, I was like, uh, I was like, babe, that's really sweet. But you know what? Uh, I think it's too well, I'm going to sing the song anyway. And so, sure enough, the next night she goes on the Johnny Carson show and the thing's starting over again. And uh, the next day, Dolly Parton, that is, you, you know, has it been recorded? Can we record it? And <clears throat> that's how that happened. And my parents didn't say oh. <laughs> You said they did or they didn't? No, they didn't. They didn't stay together, but but what a sweet no, no. I mean Donna, what a sweet woman though. Yep. To do it for that Sweetest. reason. What a loving yep. woman. Yes. Um yes. and you two were so you were so blessed to have to to find each other, to meet each other. Uh, yeah. yeah. Such a great song. When um gosh, how long did you and Donna ride together because you were with Brooklyn Dreams. How long did you ride together or work together before you started, you know, knowing that this was a lady you wanted to be close to? Uh, well, we uh, right after we met, uh, you know, we had some tap dancing to do because she had a boyfriend and I had a girlfriend, and uh, <laughs> but um, we uh, we you know we it, it was just something that we both wanted and and uh you know we were married for 32 years uh until she passed ah, away so it was uh it was good and it was right yeah yeah definitely yeah, that tap dance story that sounds like uh i had another guest on here was talking about that it said yeah she had a record deal she was signing and they gave her this band and this keyboard player was so cute but she always made her boyfriend stay home she never wanted to tag along with her to the studio. And, of course, they were Amy Holland and Michael McDonald. So uh-huh. she got rid of the boyfriend. Uh-huh. 
kept my kept the keyboard yeah. player. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, hey, yeah. I married the guitar player in my band because we were already married first. So I know, you know, that's a, a yeah, that's that's, yeah. A, that's well, a high value know, situation uh, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what do you have planned for? Because I was looking at the all the information about new CD. Well, actually, let's talk some more about the songs because I've only got a few more minutes with you. The songs on this this new EP, rather, Spirals Volume 1, Not a Straight Line to Be Found. Uh, you know, when I first read the description before I started to listen to it, um, you say, a spiral. I thought, okay, whatever Bruce does, whatever Bruce writes, every word has a meaning. So that was the first thing I knew. Okay, spirals. What does spirals mean? Is that how, how does that fit in? Is that like a metaphor? I know every word you use has a purpose. Yeah. Well, spirals uh, uh, are are something that uh, I equate to uh, many aspects of, of life. You know, you you're, you have a uh, an inception, and then you swim around and it, it grows, it grows, it grows until it starts diminishing. And, and uh, so, so it's, you know, it's in my mind, it's a metaphor for life and, you know, it's, it, it could be a metaphor for many aspects of life, uh, of emotion, uh, uh, you know, uh, and things like that. And, and the subtitle, not a straight line to be found, you know, is, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, the serendipity of it all, you know, because, Many things you think if I do a two plus two doesn't always equal four is, is basically what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you're walking down the road and you think you're going to do this and this and this, but all of a sudden, you know, there's a bump in the road or there's a roadblock or you have to make a left. And that's the way things go with most things in life. So, uh, you know, you have to uh, remain adaptable and, and uh, flexible and uh, keep spiraling. Mhm. Some of the songs on here, they seem that you seem to, as um, it's like taking us on a, on a bit of a, a a mini journey. Like if you were just, uh, and I feel like the next one is going to be like a mini series. You're taking us places, um, uh, the mountain and the song, um, uh, shelter island, back in the neighborhood. I see you when I get there. Um. Yeah. It's like you're taking you. you I, I know you're singer. I know singers or artists always put the songs in a certain order for a reason. Yes, uh, you know, I, I I always say to people these days, sequencing is a lost art because uh, very few people listen to things in sequence anymore. It's it's kind of like uh, you know a playlist grab bag kind of things, but. You know, I, I still try to sequence things in, in a not only a, a lyrical way uh, that that's part of it, but also in a musical way. And you know, it, it's kind of just how I was taught coming up making records. You know, you, in terms of keys and how things feel and how one thing goes into another thing and things like that. But um, you know, uh, uh, the record itself, you know, Shelter Island is is an actual place. Um, it's a place where uh, Donna and I and my kids spent summers sometimes, and, and uh, uh, we actually have a, a property there that 
uh, we always dreamed of building a house on, and it's kind of a special place for us. And so I, and you know, I, I always wanted to write a song with that as the title. So um, I had tried a couple of times and never came up with one that I, I thought worked. But uh, in this situation, it works really well. You know, it's basically a love song, and it's a, it's a love song about, um, you know, gratitude and empathy. You know, and, and I can apply it to this time uh, when we're all on lockdown, you know, because, uh, I, you know, I'm grateful that I don't have to go through this lockdown alone, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've remarried and, and uh, um, my wife is with me. And, and, uh, but, but also at the same time, you know, I have great empathy for people who have to go through it alone because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was alone for a long time and I, I know uh, the, you know, how painful loneliness can be. And uh, to have to go through this kind of situation that we're in now in the world and have to do it on your own has to be tremendously difficult. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so Shelter Island kind of like dabbles around in, in uh, both those worlds. You know, uh, and, uh, yeah. I don't know if you could hear that motorcycle just go by me. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it tends to uh, uh, lend a little illustration to uh, traveling between both worlds. And by the way, yeah. congratulations! I am very, very, very happy that um, that you have remarried and uh, found the love. And I am sure that uh, that your family has made her feel very welcome. Yes, they they so, have. They have. Yeah. You know, um, they, they, you know, by the way, they, I've only got a. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, Bruce. It's go all on. about you. Uh, no, I, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, about family. Well, um, by the way, I've only got. A, you've been so generous once again with your time to be on here. I've only got a few more minutes. So, if, if somebody else, I know a lot of people have messaged me. They were very excited to hear you tonight. Or, that you were on the show. If you've got a question or comment for Bruce, the number is 646-716-9922. And uh, we're right here on the line for just a couple more. Uh, and, of course, I will be, as I said before, I will be sharing the links to get the new EP, as well as everything else Bruce has done, you can still purchase. I will be sharing that on all of my social media, on Instagram and uh, Twitter, everywhere else, and LinkedIn as well. And when Bruce, when we are all able to get out and play again, and we, you know, we we gotta we gotta have hope. We gotta look forward, right, Bruce? Uh, That's right. When we're able to get out, play, and have fun again, and on tour, you know, I will be. Since I know your manager, I will be one of the first people out there promoting. Is Bruce is going to come to your town, Bruce Sedano? Tell her, get me to Atlanta. I will. Hey, she knows. She knows. So, uh, yeah, I will definitely get her. Atlanta, Asheville, Birmingham, there's a lot of towns in the south that love you and want to have you there. So, uh, look forward to it. And, and by the way, you've been on my show twice. You understand my accent, so you shouldn't have any difficulty, right? No, I I lived in Nashville for a long time, so, so, uh, I I can speak (laughs) southern. (laughs) <laughs> and you do it so well. 
<laughs> anyway, um, also for a guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more thing. I was thinking, what, you said you had your first hit in 1969. What was that? Uh, it was a song that I co-wrote uh, called Ball of Fire for uh, Tommy James and the Shondells. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. Do you think, it's, yeah. do you think that... Uh, people now or people just starting out writing songs and so forth do you think that they realize how lucky they are to be able to not have to be wait to get that spread with a big label they can go ahead and create their own music record it uh share it on social media build a following yeah it's it it, it is uh a, a good thing you know I, I you know when i was coming up it was uh you you couldn't even record you couldn't record songs. I mean, to get into a recording studio was expensive, you know. And when you're you know a young teenager and uh, even paying fifty dollars an hour for a recording studio was you know a lot of money. And uh, so, you know, it, it uh, you know. And then when I first started recording, right around that time of, of the Ball of Fire song was when Tommy James, you know. Uh, you know, was the first guy to really take me into a, a real uh, recording studio, and uh, it, it was, you know there were great lessons to learn. You know, I learned so much about the art of making a record and and uh, how a studio works and uh, all of that. And um, but you know, I, and I would have to go in when I to I would go in at like four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning uh, to to uh, record because. Uh, that's when I could get uh, a cheaper rate when the studio was available or, you know, and uh, so it was really uh, an effort to record back in the beginning days. And uh, uh, now you, everything records now, your your phone, Mm -hmm. computer, you know, so uh, yeah. Oh yeah. People make, Make movies with their phone. All right, I've got time for one yeah. more call for Booth, and then I'm going to have to let it go because he's sitting outside of a party right now, for Pete's sake. And That's it. So thank you for calling Madam Perry Salon and say welcome and say hello to Bruce Sudano. Introduce yourself. Hello, Bruce. My name is Janet Goodman. I have a question. Hi, Dana. Janet. Do you, it's Janet, Janet, right? Yeah. I, I, do you... Um, have a particular message in mind when you start to write or do you, does it just happen? Uh, well, it dep- It really depends. You know, I, I think the thing for me about writing is that I try to be consistent. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, um, you know, I, I is find it, that like, I'm is most it difficult creative. to write about loneliness or do you have bad things happen when you do that or, no, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm somebody who's, who can, uh, um, I, I have the ability to translate my emotions or, or to translate things that I see. You know, I, I, I've trained myself to listen to myself and to other people and to, uh, you know, get to the heart of the matter. And I, I assimilate a lot. And then w- w- when I get up in the morning, I like to have a cup of coffee and pick up my guitar and just start playing without any preconception of anything. But, you know, some of these things that I assimilate, somehow, you know, uh, I, you get lucky and you 
grab a, a piece of inspiration and it's like, okay, there it is. That, you know, and, and, you know, I can usually recognize what for me feels like, okay, that's a special little thing there. And, and then once yeah. I find the inspiration and get that special little thing, then, mm-hmm. you know, then you have to switch a little bit to uh, where you go to the craft, where you've developed your craft as a songwriter through, you know, experience and through, uh, you know, learning. Yeah. And, and listening to other people's music. And, and, and then you, you know, so you go from inspiration, you go to the next switch, which is craft. And, and, uh, and then I try to end it back up on inspiration again, where I, I kind of have an idea and I have some things laid out and then I go back at it again in, in an inspired way. And uh, see how all the pieces fit together. So that's how kind of how I work. Well, thank you, Ruth. Right. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah, and thank for you for call. calling, appreciate Janet. It. All right. You're welcome. Right well, Bruce, you thanks so much, huh? Thanks, Janet, and for uh, Peter G for calling, and everybody that's been messaging me, uh, Daryl and Leonard and um, <laughs> and Marilyn. Everybody that's been saying, love it, love it, love it. Uh, thank you hmm. so much, Bruce. So I let you get. I'm going to let you get to your party now. I've kept you way too long, but if you don't mind, as Appreciate you're stepping out of out of the genie bottle, we're going to play the mountain. Bruce, have a wonderful time. Happy birthday, Luna, and uh, to your beautiful family. I wish you all the best and health, and hope to see you again soon. I hope to see you on tour. Yep, me too. Bye, Jennifer. All right, thank you, Bruce. All right, goodbye. Everybody's feeling out there on a limb Running from the devil at the will of the wind Treasured in the jungle, lives are on the line Overwhelmed by everything And just not enough time But you can't look at the mountain When you're reaching for the sky Can't look at the mountain So up too high Cast the mighty shadow, let no light into your eyes When all you've got is faith to fly Don't look at the mountain, or you'll make a climb Oh no Far too many branches, stretched out way too thin With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.